Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, you crazy cats and kittens. Uh, I did it. I appreciate that. I'm Carol Baskin. I see that. I'm going to feed you to our tigers. Aww. Uh, welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I am BJ, and I'm not Dawn, going to get fed to the tigers. And today, we are talking about Eric from Dragon Quest Eleven. The next few weeks, we're going to be doing character spotlights uh, for the whole cast of Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, we are going in order that they join your party as you progress through the story of Dragon Quest Eleven. So today we're starting with Eric. Today is all about Eric. Before we get into today's episode, though, we have a couple of real nice thank yous for new Patreon patrons. Uh, the first one is Citrus C. Thank you, Citrus C. You're not going to let me get scurvy, and I appreciate that. Thanks. Because they're vitamin C. You're not yeah, going to get scurvy. Yeah. That's true. You're not going to like lose a toe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, they're protecting me. Thank yeah, you. Cool. And then the second new uh, patron is Matthias. Matthias! It is not Austin's nephew, but someone just as awesome. Thank you, Matthias. Yeah, thank you guys, uh, Citrus C and Matthias. And I do have a nephew named Matthias. Yeah. He's much younger than this Matthias. Much younger. Not able to subscribe to Patreon. My nephew is just over one right now, so he's kind of walking. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Not using the internet, though. <laughs> so before we get into today's episode, there's also lots of spoilers ahead, so consider yourself warned. If you haven't played Dragon Quest Eleven yet, or you're just really concerned about spoilers, then you might not want to listen to today's episode, because... We got spoilers all over the place today. They're everywhere. Yeah. Now we're pausing here for like two seconds. It's like, now you can stop. Give you time so you don't hear anything. All right. <laughs> Pause over. <laughs> uh, so Eric. Eric is a thief. Dragon Quest Eleven. it doesn't have a job system, but most of the characters, pretty much all the, the main cast there, they have a job. It's not like an official job, but they all kind of have a job that kind of goes back to like classic DQ vocations. And, you know, Eric's the thief. You got uh, Jade is the martial artist. Rab is a sage. And I like this. Like, th- them doing this was like Serena being the priest and uh, things like that. I love Veronica being the mage. I really like the- that they went back to class-based characters because it's like Final Fantasy IX, that kind of thing, where you still get, you play the same kind of stuff, but you get those different characters. And that's what I like a lot about uh, RPGs when they just go straight for the traditional like that because job systems can be kind of overwhelming depending on what kind of game it is Mm -hmm. so eric is a thief he is he's got you know he's got his spiky blue hair he's a thief so you expect him to be kind of like sneaky and like kind of icky i guess um but he's really not he's like he's really loyal to our hero he is a really nice guy he's like the thief with the heart of gold 
he's yeah. kind, he he's kind of sarcastic sometimes, but he's always willing to help. Just like early in the game, he's helping. He's trying to help Veronica. He thinks Veronica is actually a little girl, and he's trying to help her find her sister. And you and Eric kind of, sort of, accidentally end up like kidnapping a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's not kind of, sort of. You straight up do. You're like, hey, we'll take we'll take you back to your family, and then they take her to Veronica. And Veronica's like, who's this? I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my favorite scenes in the entire game, too. Like that was one I didn't actually get quite that. I don't think yeah I did I got past that I just don't remember it the first time but when I played it on the switch I was like oh my goodness what what it was great like I loved I loved that and then uh, so I just wanted to talk about for a second I don't know if you see all my notes here I have Timon yeah I didn't uh remember Timon at all okay no Eric's voice it's Eric's voice he doesn't sound quite as flamboyant as Nathan Lane but something about Uh, Eric's voice that I can't explain reminds me of Timon from the Lion King that kind of New York accent that he that he has where it's not uh yeah I, I totally see that where the Nathan Lane accent that hey yeah I can't do it but but it's like it's Eric's voice it's like it's a New York accent but from like a British person yeah. You know, like he definitely has this like British lilt, I guess. And then, but he kind of talks like Timon. Like the first time when I played, when I played Dragon Quest Eleven for the first time and he first started talking, I was like, hey, this guy kind of sounds like Timon. <laughs> he was actually the reason I kept playing DQ11 whenever I was playing it on Steam the first time because I downloaded it to see if I wanted to buy it on PS4. And so, I, because you have it that two hour leeway time for you to get a full refund on steam mm-hmm. when i was playing it i liked eric's voice and just kept on playing so i was like yeah i can play it on steam this will be good it's no big deal i won't have to redo the first couple of hours anyway but i actually liked listening to him and i was like okay this is going to be a quality game because the voice acting was really really good yeah and a, a surprising amount of time is spent with it just being the hero and eric yeah, like it, like it stays with the hero and Eric for a really long time. Eric, in, in addition to being your BFF, he also he gives you the fun time forge. Uh, so he introduces mm-hmm. that whole mechanic that's really important uh, to the game. He helps you get your first orb, the red orb, which he apparently had a long time ago and hid it in a pile of garbage <laughs> in the middle of the street, which is probably not the best place to hide like this precious orb because he knows he knows it's important. He and his friend Dirk, right? Uh, they they were bandits, and they stole this red orb, and he hid it. Yeah, he hid it in a pile of garbage in like the slums. Yeah, and I'm like, you're get, somebody's gonna find that man when you when you walk up to it, and it's just like just very small alley and just a pile of of refuse. And I'm like, that's where you decided <laughs> to hide this. You didn't even bury it. You just like hid it behind a dumpster and hoped no one would find this like world saving <laughs> artifact. It's like, dude. It's like when you're a kid and you put something in like a bag and you're at like top secret, keep out. <laughs> yeah, it's like of course somebody's gonna look at it. It's... Don't open, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex- I never did that. Oh, really? So um, I can honestly say I never did a don't open, mom, or don't look kind of thing because I was an only child. So it was just like this is my stuff. Okay. Did you ever read the book Harriet the Spy when you were a kid? Yeah. So I read that and I decided I wanted to keep a notebook like her. And so I got one of those, uh, what are they called? Like composition notebooks. Composition notebooks. And I got a composition notebook and I did doodles all over it like she did. And I wrote keep out 
in like bubble letters because you know it's it's the 90s so of course it's in bubble letters of course it is and uh and it had you know all that kind of stuff on it and i don't i have no recollection at all of what i wrote in there i just remember briefly in my childhood i carried around a composition notebook because i really liked the book harriet the spy and i wish we'd been able to find that notebook when we were going through all the stuff in your house that would have been fantastic yeah i know we found so much stuff when we were going through the house we found like the rpg i pretended like i made when i was a kid and all this other junk and you know most of that stuff i threw away because i I took like digital photos of it with, with my phone to have digital copies of it Okay, good. But just, uh, you know, I threw it away because it's just taking up space in my house. But I had all that funky RPG type stuff. That's that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm glad you took the digital copies of it because that was one thing that I've always heard to do. Like, if you have something you don't want to take up space, take photos of it. So I'm glad you still have copies of it, even if you don't have the physical ones. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you know, you threw it out and that's the place... That's the kind of thing that Eric would have been hiding the red orb under. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. right. He would have been he would have just hidden his red orb under all of my uh RPG fake strategy guides that I wrote as a kid. <laughs> it's true because no one would be looking for the, at those to find the red orb. Oh. That's so mean. <laughs> so we actually asked on Twitter, we asked people what they loved about Eric. And we got back uh, lots of responses. And so before we get too far into the episode today, I just wanted to share other people's responses and say what they loved about Eric. Because some of it is actually stuff we're going to talk about today. So Noaria, who you guys have heard us mention here before, she makes the great Dragon Quest X videos. She said, I love Eric's personality first and foremost. He makes a great partner for the Luminary since they come from such different backgrounds and can help ground each other. Also, his dual wielding and the dagger skills make short work of some really tough bosses. Some other people also echoed similar things about backstory. Mumbo Jumbo said, I like his backstory, character design, and that his dual wielding is really good. Chalk one up for dual wielding again. And then Z said, character design and backstory. So, uh, so yeah, so the character designs are really nice. Uh, you said, I believe it's your favorite character design in the game, right? Yeah, Eric is probably my favorite design in the game. Like, he alone, like, the way that he looked made me want to keep playing. The way he looked and sounded, his voice as well, like, made me want to keep pushing through with the game because I was like, I love this art, I love this character. And for a long time, like, I kept him in my party the first time I was playing on Steam just because I like the way that he looked. Like, he, I don't know what it is about him, but I really just like the spiky Toriyama hair. It just, like, he looks like a a Dragon Quest Toriyama character, and it made me just really happy to see him all the time. Um, eventually, I moved Thieves out of my party pretty much in every RPG, but uh, anytime Eric was there, I was like, man, you look cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I like you. Yeah, and then we had Adam Bell, who said he liked the musical accent, which we just uh, talked about, about him. Yep kind of sounded like Timon. <laughs> Adam didn't say Timon though. He said that he likes that it's not always straight up Brits that they cast for like classic medieval fantasy sake. So you get these yeah. other different voices, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Adam also said uh, that he likes that Eric, he's not self-serving. He cares about other people. He really becomes your bosom buddy, which is lovely. Uh, we also had uh, some other people uh, like Brad, Uh, said that he liked the voice and the bro-like quality to the Luminary, which he is the Luminary's BFF throughout the entire game. 
He absolutely is. Like, he sticks beside him. Like, he believes in him. He sat in jail hoping that he would show up. <laughs> like, that is like that is like faith in, like, your future BFF. It's like, I don't know. It's like if I just sat in a classroom just waiting on you to start college. It's like, just be like, nope, I'm just going to sit here, guys. No, he's coming eventually. <laughs> but Eric is a really, he is a good guy. Uh, you know, Brad also said, that Eric is a criminal, but he's still a good person. Uh, Yowie, I think, said it best. He said he's Eric is cocky, but not in a rude jerk way. It's the I know my stuff way, which is totally yeah. true. Yeah, it's not it's not arrogance. There's nothing arrogant about it. It's just like he knows what he can do, and he is going to be able to do it when he can't. He just kind of like ah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the luminary handle this. It's uh I'm good, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, Dinochisaurus uh, said that they love him being a big brother. Uh, it's seen in his chemistry and dialogue with Veronica. He's strong, uh, supportive, uh, and encouraging. And that in his Act 2 story, uh, we see, uh, you know, that he actually ends up, he is a big brother. Yeah, he is. And Mia is really cool. Like, that's one of the storylines in the game, like the side stories, I guess, the character stories that actually got me invested in, like, that actually got me invested, I guess, because some of them I'm like, yeah, that's that's normal. And this one, I, I actually cared about their relationship because it in, influenced so much of the rest of his interaction with the characters. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to I know we have some stuff we want to say about Eric and Mia, but I also wanted to mention really quickly because they were talking about dual wielding. I, I didn't really use him very much in the main story. Like you were talking about how you traded out your thieves. Uh, you tend to trade out your thieves fairly quickly. Yeah. Pretty much every RPG, I trade them out after I get a couple of heavy hitters. Like I'll get another uh, mage, a priest, or a healer of some kind, and then uh, like another heavy hitter, uh, like uh, Hendrick or something. And then I'm like, yeah, the thief just doesn't hold up for the most part until the end game when you need all their tricks. Yeah, and th and that was my thing is I used him so much in the post game. He has the he has the tumoring ability. And that's one way I would take down like metal king slimes mm -hmm. is by is by using tumorang while dual wielding the like liquid metal slime boomerangs. Yep. He also he has that division ability, you know, where he divides into three, and then you use tumorang, and there's three Eric's using tumorang, and it's just like so much damage. I don't think I ever did that. I don't think I ever like split and then did a tumorang. I didn't realize that that would work. Yeah, it was it's super powerful. If you equip him with the pirate pendant, it increases the drop rate of rare items. Uh, so you can, so, which is very important, especially in the late game and post game. Uh, you can farm all of these really rare items by uh, using Eric's half inch, the steel yep. ability. And if you have that pirate pendant equipped on him, then you can often you can get double the prizes from that. Yeah, you'll get so many using him. Like, that was when I realized just how lucrative it was. And so I took him back into, I can't remember the area where uh, you get the mithril that the first time when you get the special mithril to forge the sword. The battleground. Battleground, yeah, thank you. Uh, and you go and there are these dragons down there. Uh, and you can grab, you can steal some sort of orb from them that the ice lady, I can't remember names, you know me, 
the ice lady will trade out the witch will trade out to you for uh, other stuff and it's like you can make so much money and get so much stuff that you need to craft uh just by using eric's half inch in all sorts of different areas like that's that's why i like bringing thieves back in once i know what i need to do it's like i can go hunt those specific enemies and then steal this wonderful things that i wouldn't have thought about if i uh, had been going through the first time been like i don't need that i'm not going to worry about it yeah uh serpent souls i think is what the serpent souls that's it yeah and you take them to uh, crystal linda yeah yeah that's her name but yeah and she'll trade them for all sorts of stuff yeah crystal linda and queen Frizabel is the is the girl yep yeah uh, so, and then you also, you use critical claim a lot, his critical claim ability, right? Yeah, I used it a bunch where it would just basically guarantee a critical where when I needed something to die, that's my, that was my go-to. Yeah. I mean, when you need a crit hit, especially like if you want to take out those metal king slimes really, really yep. quickly, you, you just make sure you have like a, a metal weapon equipped, you do that critical claim and it's like, they're dead. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. That was what I uh, used it for, was King Metal Slimes a lot. So we have lots more to say about Eric. We're going to be talking about him more within the context of the story. But first, it's that part of the show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. She say shameless, 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 shameless money. Give us money. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I'm glad. So we do have a Patreon page. You probably know that already because we had two new patrons that we gave a real nice thank you to at the beginning of this episode. Uh, you get all sorts of goodies by being one of our patrons, uh, including every month we have a giveaway. We do a giveaway for a $10 gift card of your choice to the Nintendo eShop, the Xbox Microsoft Store, or PSN. You can choose if you win it. And we do it every single month. And so this, it's a new month, so we actually have a new winner. So I like to put all the names in the RNG wheel, which looks really cool. It does. I love it when you send me the uh, screenshot or something of it when you're like, yep, here's the winner. And I'm like, oh, that would have been fun. It's like the price is right, only it's like we're the ones giving away the money. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun watching it spin and just be like tick, 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 tick. So anyway, today, uh, this month's winner is... <laughs> Ty Robertson. Ty. So Ty, just let us know which uh, gift card you want and we'll send it your way. Ty is a very lucky man. This is the second time he has won this year already. He won back in January. Yep. And we don't want to discriminate or anything like that. We're not going to like play the system or anything. So congrats. Thanks for being such a wonderful supporter. Yeah, it's, it's totally random. I should mention, too, that if you are on a $10 tier or higher, that you do get two entries. So if you want to push the odds a little bit more in your favor, you can always do that as well. May the odds be ever in your favor. Thanks, Hunger Games lady, whose name I don't remember. Katniss. It wasn't Katniss. It was Elizabeth Banks' character. That was Effie. That was uh, Effie. Yeah, I don't know. I never read the books. I just watched the movies because my wife made me. <laughs> oh, I like the books. So during this time, there, you know, people are in quarantine or lockdown like me. I'm on official lockdown now. People are probably spending a lot more time indoors. They're looking for some content uh, to check out while they're inside. So we just wanted to give a couple of quick shout outs to things that you might be interested in. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then also shout out to the Hinch and Dad podcast. Wesley over at Hinch and Dad podcast. He's a good guy. He's been putting out some extra content during the quarantine time as well. You can check out all of his uh, newest episodes. One of the ones he did, I believe it was last week. One of the episodes he did last week. uh, He was actually recording it while exercising, while walking, which I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that, where uh, just being able to uh, kind of multitask. Like, I, I always like like seeing that people can do that. I'm not great at it myself. I get distracted by things around me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I get distracted way too easily. But I thought you could appreciate it because you're all like, runny, runny, run, man. Yeah, I've tried to do I've tried to do them when I'm out being runny, runny, run, man. And uh, I turned into uh, runny, runny, run. Oh, what's that, man? <laughs> so it, uh, it, it didn't work well. <laughs> All right, so back into the story uh, with Eric. With Eric, how he functions uh, inside the story of Dragon Quest XI. You meet him very early on uh, in a jail cell, like uh, BJ mentioned. He's this character, he's looking for redemption. He wants to be redeemed. He's gone to this person who, at the time, we don't know anything about. They're just called the Seer. The Seer told him uh, he was supposed to meet up with the Luminary, help the Luminary with his task, and that would uh, help him find forgiveness. And so he's off looking for redemption, He meets up with the Luminary very early on in the story, and a surprisingly long amount of time is just Eric and the Luminary running around, exploring together, and being besties. I liked that part. Like, that was one of those things. Like, I really liked the way that they established it as a relationship. And like I said before, it's one of the reasons I kept pushing through with the game whenever I was on the Steam return, where I was doing it within those first two hours to see if I wanted to like stick with the game, get it on PS4 or what. And I was just like, I don't want to redo this, but uh, it's cool. So I just kept on playing it because I enjoyed just having that kind of two-person party. But I tend to like small parties in RPGs too, where it's just two, you know two or three people. I like the I like the standard four-person party, like uh, Dragon Quest games have, and. And some Final Fantasy games have and other JRPGs. Yeah. Uh, I, I always like I like four in my party. And I don't like it when you have to like pick and choose. But I, mm-hmm. I, I like games like Eleven where you trade you can trade characters in and out really easily and like the experience gets shared even with people who aren't actively fighting right, right now. Yeah, that's one of the only things. Like, I'm playing Final Fantasy X some, and the it works like that. You can just pull anybody in on anyone's turn and swap them out, but they only get experience or like AP in, in that one where if they are in the battle, like you have to pull them in if you want to level them up. So you can't just get like, you can't get Waka experience just for sitting him on the sidelines. But if you pull him in for one turn and then swap him out or something like that, he gets it. So 11 really improved that system for me. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Eric, like we said, he, you know, he helps out by trying to help Veronica find his sister. Uh, you, you go around through uh, with him uh, throughout a huge portion of the story. And then you find out that Eric is actually a big brother. He had a sister named Mia who, you know, because of Eric's greed, he made her super greedy and she got turned to gold. 
which I probably would have gotten turned to gold too. I mean, when you're, you know, you're slave or I, I don't, they weren't slaves, but they were very poorly treated guests by the Vikings. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, when you're that poor and poorly treated, it's like, I can touch things and turn them to gold and, you know, be rich. It's like, yeah, let's do that. I would, I would have done the same thing. I'm sure. Yeah, and so that's why you find out, that's why Eric is looking for redemption. He's trying to find forgiveness because he blames himself for his sister, you know, turning into gold. He blames himself uh, for her turning that way because he's the one that kind of pushed her toward uh, being Mm. greedy. And so it really uh, adds some extra layers uh, to his character. And then throughout the story, you actually end up going into my least favorite dungeon in the game, which is that all gold tower building. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's everything's gold. The enemies, the floor, the walls, every single thing. See, is and gold. I like it. I like the way it looks because it's really shiny. It uh, It's very striking visually. I don't like the layout of it, how you have to navigate it, but I liked that. There's a place in Dragon Quest Builders 2 that's like this. That's a gold castle, and I like it as well. I think it's really pretty. Yeah, I just, I just don't like the color gold very much. Oh, yeah, that would do it. It's probably my least favorite color. There's something about it that looks very off-putting yeah. to me. And so so gold's just not my thing. So the fact that everything in here is gold, it's just like, huh. But eventually, you do you're, you are able to save your sister. You're able to save her. And it's really with, because the Luminary, you know, steps up and he- helps Eric out. It's like Eric's been helping the Luminary this whole time. And then because the Luminary is there, he steps up and then... What I'm assuming is the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> the luminary is able to uh, to keep Eric from turning into gold a- after he saves Mia. I was wondering about that when I was watching. I was like, "How do you?" I mean, okay, you're the luminary. I'll I'll go with it. But it's like there there are these things in Dragon Quest games where it's like, "All right, that happened." Yeah, it's like that's the power of nope. love. <laughs> Dollar in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> so bj are we ever getting a monsters game with eric and mia i really really want one i want one because i love the concept art that they released for it i love seeing young little eric it's weird because you know we got that update like two months ago of them saying hey it's not going so well production's not going so well on this and that's really been it. And I thought that was last year. Like, I didn't realize that that was, like, this year when you had mentioned that to me earlier. I was like, that had to have been, like, mid-last year. But, like, that was, like, a month ago, two months ago, maybe? Yeah. It's be- it's because of this whole quarantine stuff. It's really, like, altered. Yeah, time. I saw a friend's post the other day on Facebook that was like, hey, you remember when Mayor Pete dropped out of the election? That was this month. And it was like, oh, my God, that feels like 40 years ago. Like, it really does feel like months ago when stuff like that happened. And it's like, oh, man, it's been a couple of weeks. That's Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we all live on the lost island yeah, now. <laughs> we do. I mean, hey, Jennifer and I have been playing Animal Crossing a bunch. And uh, when we started the first island, we named it The Hatch. Uh, so uh, <laughs> because we're quarantined and living on an island. So, I mean, that's a we literally are at some points. Um, I guess that makes us, since we're podcasting, I guess this makes us the uh, the uh, crazy French lady that lives in the woods. What is her name? Dan- yeah, Danielle. Yeah. Danielle yeah, she's from Babylon 5. I loved her. Like the actress. Like that, That's wonderful. Like I, I forgot all yeah. about her. 
Yeah, so we're the crazy French lady. We on are. Lost. That's okay. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take that. There are way worse people to be on Lost than uh, than Danielle. That's true. You could be Nikki or Paolo. I could. I didn't hate Nikki and Paolo like other people did, though. Oh man, I did. That was like they were. The and worst. I guess because I was binging it, I never watched it like live. I didn't have to go through episodically on it, so it always just felt like okay. Here are these characters. That was a very short run. You know, it was the first half of the first season or something, and then they're dead. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm. I don't hate them as much as everybody else did. What the? And then I realized, like, it was like months and months and months and months for people watching them every week. And I'm like, yeah, that would be annoying. Well, it's also the way they do it. They're not introduced as characters. It's just that you're watching an episode, and then all of a sudden, they're just there, standing in the group like they've been there all the time. And they're like, hey, you remember that thing that happened one week ago? And it's like, you're not fooling anybody. You weren't here a week ago. I don't remember them. Like, I don't remember that being... It's been a long time since I've watched season one. And so, like, I don't remember them just appearing. That's that's hilarious to me now. It's season three. It's when they're introduced. Is it really three? Yeah, it's... It's the beginning of season three. You haven't seen them at all. And then all of a sudden, they're just like hanging out with Sawyer and uh, and what's her name? You know, pregnant, Australian, Claire. Claire. Yeah. And her squirrel baby. They're just sitting there with like Claire, with Claire and Sawyer. And Nikki says something like, like, oh, Sawyer. And, you know, Paolo is like, where's Locke? And it's just like they've been there the whole time and they don't introduce those characters at all. And that's really what what turned me off of them immediately huh. is because it's just like, you've had this established cast for two full seasons. And then all of a sudden you just put these two extras essentially into the main cast to like start talking and giving them lines randomly. And I, it's just a weird way to do yeah, it. It man. never even, it never stuck out to me. So now when I've been wanting to go back and rewatch it, and I know there's a lot of filler, but I really want to do it sometime soon, but now I'm going to be paying extra close attention to that because I really don't think I ever like, even the couple times I've watched through, never noticed that part. Like them just showing up. Yeah, it'd be like us doing this podcast. And then like next week, all of a sudden there's somebody here named Joe who's just like, ha you remember last week when we talked about Eric guys? <laughs> and you and I are like, yeah, we sure do remember that. You made this really good point, Joe. Yeah, it's just like. We should do that sometime. That should be the best. We, we need that. W- if this weren't like the worst, like the end of the world, it would be a fun April Fool's joke for the first week of April. But, uh, <laughs> but no. Alas. Yeah. They do an episode of that on Community, too. It's Jack Black, and he's pretending like he's been, he was there all during season <laughs> one. And and there's, like, flashbacks of him of when the group were doing things in season one, and Jack Black is just, like, standing there, like, saying different That's things. That's awesome. I don't... What season was that one? Season two. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything about Community. I gotta go back to it, too. Yeah, you definitely should. So, one of the last things I wanted to say about Eric here, going back to, <laughs> to the Eric <laughs> conversation is uh, that recently uh, he got his own little uh, manga mm-hmm. one-off from the guy who does Fairy Tale, and it came out in uh, V-Jump magazine. Uh, I bought it. I imported it here. It's all in Japan and Japanese. You can't, I mean, I, I don't understand Japanese, but I did use the Google Translate app, same thing I'm using for Dragon Quest X, to try to figure out the story. And it's pretty cool. You know, you see Eric in his new outfit, the one that's exclusive to 11S mm-hmm. that you can get. Uh, so you get to see him in that. It's basically him and Dirk. You see him and Dirk, the uh, the Pumbaa to Eric's Timon. That makes me sad because like Dirk's a bigger guy, and it's like the the fat guy and the little skinny guy uh, running around like Timon and Pumbaa. It's like man, I never would have even thought that at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, so they're all like Hakuna Matata and up in the snow with Vikings, and they go to this a village. You know, this town is having troubles. And long story short, I won't give you just a page-by-page rundown of this because it's like 60 pages mm-hmm. long. But basically, it's just a way of explaining how Eric gets the fun-size forge. Yeah, I mean, and I love stories like that, like where they don't have to be these epic, sprawling like narratives from their backstory where it's just like, hey, we're going to explain this one thing about why he just handed you the fun-size forge in the forest one day. And it's cool. You know, it's a fun thing to read. Um, I'm all for extra Dragon Quest XI content. So, you know, I, I was cool with, I thought it was cool to check that kind of thing out. It's cool seeing that he gives you the fun size forge. And it is nice because, you know, Eric is an important character, not just within the story, but, you know, by giving you the fun size forge, that's like probably the biggest, I guess, I guess you would call it a mini game because of the mechanics that are involved yeah, with it. I mean, I never really consider crafting a mini game, but I suppose it really is because you are playing it, not just pressing a button to make new stuff. Yeah, and you get, you know, different abilities that help make it easier and all. And that's a huge part of that game. It's one of my favorite parts of Dragon Quest Eleven. So Eric, overall, uh, he's a really good guy. I love him. You love him. He's one of my favorite characters from Eleven. Uh, next week, we're going to be continuing our Dragon Quest Eleven character spotlight uh, by talking about Veronica, because she's the next person you meet in your party. Uh, and I think Veronica is maybe BJ's favorite character from Eleven. I 11. do love Veronica. It's really close to Silvando, though. Like, I love me some Silvando. So, but Veronica, like, yeah, probably so, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, because there are things that happen later on in the story where it uh, affected me way more with her than it did with Silvando. So, yeah. So, so we'll definitely be talking a lot about Veronica next week. Thank you guys for listening to us today. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. You can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM. You can also check out our Patreon page. That is at Patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM to get a whole slew of cool stuff, including I've been doing a daily quarantine cast. I've been doing little mini-sodes every single day since quarantine started. Uh, On the day that this episode goes live, I will be on day 17 already. Wow. Yeah, so I've been doing it for a while now and shows no signs of ending anytime soon. Uh, Not all of the episodes, the mini-sodes, are exclusive to our patrons, but a whole lot of them are. So if you want to get all of those episodes, uh, make sure uh, to uh, join our Patreon. And you can talk to me individually on Twitter at DragonQuestin. And you can also read my Dragon Quest blog, which is at DragonQuestAustin.com. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. You can talk to me there uh, if Twitter ever sends notifications to me. Um, you can find me on the geek to geek podcast, uh, geek to geekcastcom And uh, you need to make sure that you go to geek to geekmediacom and find our Slack and Discord links so that you come talk to us there, too. Thanks, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Wash your hands. <laughs>